The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and he's back. It's him. It's Kyle Porter, KP. Welcome. Good to see you. I I am back for one day. I'm I'm out again tomorrow, but uh, had a great uh, week really off in Colorado. Went fishing a ton with the kids, and uh, I, I jumped back into kind of a big golf weekend. I'm watching the U.S. Junior Am right now. Obviously live at, at Bedminster, and then... The tournament that we're going to talk about, uh, the, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, Scottish Women's Open as well. I've been I've been keeping an eye on that. So it's been really kind of a fun week to uh, to jump back in. So let's do it. Business is booming, as they say. Two at the top. Taylor Pendrith was our 36 hole leader. Shot a six under 66 out of the final group KP and got caught by Tony Finau. Just to kind of zoom out a little bit. Uh, Tony Finau going for back-to-back wins. Taylor Pendrith going for his first career victory. They're four shots clear of everybody else, and they're kind of dismantling Detroit Golf Club in a way we've seen guys dismantle Detroit Golf Club. Yeah, they are. I, I think it was a best ball 60 from those two on Saturday. That's 30. They were ham and egg, and they were birdie in different holes. I think they had one, to, uh, maybe two bogeys. I think Pendrith actually had two. Uh, but it's been impressive. I, I mean, do you think I, I, data golf has it at like 92% that the winner comes out of the final pairing on Sunday? Mm. Is that how high your confidence is as well? Would you, is, is that like, is that commensurate with how confident you are that the winner comes from, from the final pairing? For sure. It, yes, but I, I have felt that way at, uh, the PGA championship. I have felt that way at Valspar, right? Like I always feel like when, when they're four <laughs> shots clear and there's two of them, it's over. Like one of those guys is winning it. Uh, so yes, my confidence feels that way, but I'm not necessarily sure that's what we've seen on the PGA tour, at least as of late. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the, uh, who, who are the, who are the co-leaders going in at Southern Hills? The final, final day. Was it Cam oh, Young and, and Mito, right? And were those the two in the final pairing? I can find out. Mito was yeah, Mito, Mito for sure was. Yeah. I think it was Mito and Cam Young. I, I think I think it's a little different when obviously Pendrith doesn't have the 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 PGA tour experience, right? And his last his only wins have come on um PGA Tour Canada back in 2019. I mean, he won some you know, as, as far as professional golf goes, some pretty obscure tournaments. And so if you had two Taylor Pendriths up there, for sure, like maybe you can talk yourself into like a Cantlay or a Cam Young or Steven Yeager or whatever. But with Finau up there and the way he's playing right now, I mean, I, we can get into some of the Finau numbers. They're absurd over the last 
two weeks over the last two months, really th- three months, I guess, dating back to uh, the the Mexico Open where he finished T two to John Rahm. So I I don't know. He's number three in the in on the PGA Tour this year in final round scoring average. Finau is so it is tough for me to see any of those guys behind him unless they shoot something silly like 63 64 in the which is on the table for sure but i, I i'm with you i think my confidence is 92 percent that the winner comes out of the final pairing uh mito Pereira and matt fitzpatrick were the Fitzy, final that's pairing. right man Fitzy looked so bad that day and then he won the u.s open it's crazy right it's, it's a stupid game uh, all right, let's start with Tony Finau. It was a Saturday, 65, seven under par, bogey-free, which is becoming a trend. He has not made a bogey this week. He's made three bogeys in his last seven rounds. That includes his victory last week at the 3M Open. Let's just start with the rounds, KP, before we talk about um, what this kind of looks like if he does end up hoisting a trophy. Uh, he was flawless, right? I mean, he missed two greens. One of them was a, a par three greenside bunker, which he got up and down and the other one he chipped in like yep. it's like about as good as it gets it, it was i was looking at some of his numbers afterward and you know he, he made one long or not even long but he made one decent sized putt for par and that's it everything else was either a run at birdie or a short par putt and you know i the thing i was thinking about rick during his round as you're I, i'm watching a bunch of different stuff and and i'm catching you know, a, a good part of his round is he makes he he's not the Tony Fino's not the best player in the world. He's obviously not the best winner in the world, but he makes uh, golf at the highest level look simple, as simple and as easy as anybody in the world. Like when he's when he's I mean, even the drive on 18 over the trees and he leaves himself a kind of a flippy wedge in. And you're just like, this is, but it's not just the driving. I think, I think when people think of Finau, they think, okay, prolific driver, the way he kind of lags with his driver is just sweet looking. But it's also, and Colt Nose mentioned this, his, like the spin on his wedges and his irons are just, it never, it looks so effortless. And that's why, it was such a weird start to the year. I think from January 1 to April 27, which is the Wednesday before the Mexico Open starts, he was 71st in the world, Rick, in strokes gain, which is just pretty unusual for Fina. He's been he's been really consistently in that top 15, top 20 over the last six, seven, eight years. But from the Mexico Open until to well, until through the end of last week's 3M, he's fourth in the world in strokes gain. I think it's Rory, Fitzpatrick, and Oh, Xander Shoffley are ahead of him. Those are the only three guys. He's f- he's fourth over the last, what is that major? Three months, 90 days, basically. And to me, that's more commensurate with what his skill set is. And it's been it's been super fun to watch. I, I think watching Finau play go- good golf is is it's not the most thrilling thing on the PJ Tour, but it, I think it's up there. I mean, I think he's a ton of fun to watch kind of operate at this level. Imagine the takes and things that will have to be burned uh, if Finau goes back to back, right? So he goes 1,500 <laughs> days between wins. Then he goes 335 days between wins. Now he might go less than seven, right? If you go, if you go, I guess Sunday to Sunday, seven days. Well, he, he, yeah, he would go. Yeah, I think it's eight technically. So he would go. He basically had two wins, two wins in his first eight years as a pro, and he could have two more in his last eight days as a pro was the way that I worded it. I think in, in my recap, which is, 
you know, they're not the best events in the world, but I, I think the thing, I don't know if, you know, the FedEx cup is what it is, but if he win, even if he doesn't win tomorrow, he's got to be one of the favorites, right. To win it with the way he's playing right now. Well, yeah, because we've seen, um, obviously the starting position is going to matter at the tour championship, but like just getting hot at the right time is so much of winning the FedEx cup playoffs. And he would, um, he'd move up to like at least seventh, I think if, if he wins this and then he's got a couple of playoff events. Yeah. You, you could very well have him in the mix. And then as long as he's like within the top five at East Lake, he's got to be considered one, you know, one of the favorites. Yeah. I'm looking on uh Caesars right now. I don't see any of uh, that. I'm sure they do have odds. I just am not finding them, but um, yeah, I mean, his, his game right now is, uh, is as good, I think, as it's as it's ever been. And you know, it's golf is is so weird because you've got um you know, you've got guys that have played better than him throughout the year, guys like Zalatoris and uh Shane Lowry, even Cam Young. Maybe we can transition into some of some of the Cam Young stuff that haven't won at all. And yet you it, you just and I think this is what we're kind of talking about with the last couple of weeks, you get hot, really hot at the right time and you can rip off a couple in a row. And that's just sort of the nature of it. And uh, it's, it's, it's unfair, but it's also, it is fair. Cause you know what the deal is going in. And Finau has been pretty awesome at it over the last, uh, last several months. Uh, we'll get to Cam, Cam Young in just one second. Taylor Pendrith tied at the top of the leaderboard. It was a Saturday 66. I was impressed, KP. You're kind of, uh, you know, you're ranked outside the top 200 in the world. You are going up against the Tony Finau buzzsaw at the moment. If he didn't exist, you'd be four shots clear of everybody else. And he rallied with birdies on 14, 15, 16, got another on 18. He had a couple of putts that a half a rotation, he drops into more like, I was pretty impressed by his ability to weather the storm and keep himself at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, I was too. I, I mean, obviously, he's a prolific driver. Uh, my one and done pick, by the way. How about that? Yes. Listen, you and I would. Uh, I have an outright ticket, a pre-tournament outright ticket. You have him in the one and done. This is this is a team Pendrith pod right now. I well, I made, I made so I I was on vacation and I was like had you know ten minutes left, had to get a pick in, and I I made my pick, and then later on I saw. You had something. You had a tweet, or maybe it was in your newsletter or something. Yeah, about Pendrith, and I was, I was, I was feeling great about it, which I usually shouldn't about my one and done. But I, again, like I think, obviously, his driving is what sort of makes him like a. a I don't want to say a threat, but has made him who he is as a professional golfer. But the thing for me this week is, is his iron play. I think he's eighth in the field or something in, in terms of iron play. And that like, when you combine what he kind of who he is off the tee with a really good iron week, again, you don't have to be the number one putter in the field to contend. So I I think it's been, you know, and, and it's been a little bit of what we've seen over the last what month or six weeks or whatever, where he's kind of, putting together some top 15, top 10 finishes. And in a lesser field this week, it, I think it makes some sense, which is why we were high on him at the beginning of the week. It makes some sense that he would uh, that he would have a good week and, and contend to win the tournament. He's 10th off the tee, uh, second on approach, 
41st around the green and first in putting. How is he not eight shots clear of everyone else? Well, because Finau's <laughs> out of his mind. I mean, Fien- I think Finau's first in driving this week. So Finau's yeah, second off, Finau's second off the tee. So Finau's first tee to green and yeah. tenth putting. So like that's there. There you go. That's how it's, he's not. It, that's why they're four clear of the field. Yeah, correct. Uh, Cam Young, uh, closest chaser. He is solo third. He's four shots back. He will rue his Thursday 71 because he shot a Friday 63, a Saturday 65, and he has just stapled himself to the first page of every leaderboard. Uh, if you look at my Jordan Spieth poster back here, by the way, you can see kids jumping on the trampoline in my in my. Oh, I saw. Uh, what did I see one time? Like, uh, I don't know. Do you have like a kid on like a what are those? What are those motorized cars called? Oh no, we don't have any of those. We have like. I thought I saw something, and I was like, "Yeah, there's." I see the kids in the trampoline. Non non motorized cars, which may have been what you've seen. Uh, man, Cam, you know, you know, I think about the word "deserve" a lot in golf. Like so and so deserves X. And that's it's a fallacy because the only person that deserves to win is the person that wins, right? But if that wasn't a fallacy, you'd have to, you, I mean, you would have to say that Cam Young deserves to win this, or not this tournament, but a tournament soon. He's been unbelievable this year, Rick. He's 14th in 2022 in terms of strokes gained worldwide. The only guys that are better than that that haven't won are Zalatoris and Shane Lowry. I mean, he's been. You know, he finishes runner-up at the Open. Obviously, it was great at the PGA. He's got four top threes in his last seven starts. And he just, I mean, he just runs into weeks like this week where Finau and and uh, and Taylor Pendrith are so much better than the rest of the field. But I don't know. I If there's somebody I, that can shoot 63 and come from behind to win on Sunday, this is probably who it is. I. you know, Cantlay could do it. He's a little bit too far back. I think Steven Yeager could do it. Cam Young's more likely. Um, I I think Cam Young sort of without any, you know, reins on him on Sunday is going to be pretty fun to watch because he's in a position where he doesn't, I don't think he really cares about finishing second, but he, he does about winning. And so he's going to be kind of unleashed a little bit, which I think is going to be, uh, is going to be exciting to follow on. So he also doesn't care about finishing like seventh either. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Cam young, if he, if everything stays the same, will be top 10 in the FedEx cup standings. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I I think he's the rookie of the year unless Sahith wins. Oh, it's not. Well, well, I think it, no, what if, what if Sahith? I don't know if Sahith's in the field next week. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. He's got, he's so, got, I mean, he's got like runner ups at two majors, doesn't he? I think he was fourth at the PGA and runner up at the Open Championship and like a bunch of other stuff. Well, and what's, and what's Sahith's best finish? Well, it would be, I a mean, win. yeah, it would have been a win second at Travelers, second at Phoenix or th- uh, third at Phoenix, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, listen, we, we showed last year that we don't, well, I guess can't lay one four times but but what i was going to say is we showed last year that we don't care about uh, major championship finishes when it comes to players of the year on the pga tour runner up at the open third at the pga championship runner up at wells fargo uh runner Runner up at riviera riviera yeah one yeah and then and he throws in a third place finish at the rbc heritage and a runner up at the sanderson farms the illustrious If if this was well i guess 
I, I, it's not that much different, but he's going to be on the President's Cup team, right? Uh, there's a ch- I, I I looked at the standings like two weeks ago. There's Jesse earns his way on, right? Yeah, I would think, especially with with uh, Bryson Brooks and DJ out. I would have, yeah. You ha- Even if he doesn't, he has to be on the team. For sure. Because he's got yeah, six, I mean, sick match play skill set, too. You can, you can make the case that Cam Young is a, is a uh, I, wonder what his, I wonder what he's ranked in the data golf rankings. You can make the case that he is a top 10 part in the world right now. Wow, he's 13th in the, in the President's Cup points. How? Um, I don't know. What's the running... I don't know what the uh, what the dates are, but I mean he's he like Hoagie's ahead of him, Horschel's ahead of him. He's got to he's got to be in over those guys. How is that? Uh, Cam Young's ranked thirty second in data golf. What what do, do you, what? How is this possible? How is he thirteenth in the Presidents Cup and thirty second in data golf? He's behind Horschel, Keegan. Yeah, Horschel's Horschel's got to win. I don't know. There's there's no there's a lot of disrespect here. Yeah. He's 19th in the OWGR, by the way. I, I, I you know, I, forget tomorrow because I think that Finau and, and Pendrith are going, one of them is going to win. I think it'd be pretty cool if Cam Young won uh, either St. Jude or the BMW. I think BMW would be, it, it would be great. He, he would be top three or four going into the FedEx Cup. He, again, deserves is a, is kind of a, a naughty word in golf, but like he, he sort of, has played well enough to like, I think where he sits in terms of perception and even some of these rankings right now does, is not commensurate with how well he's played so far this year. Agree. One final quick thing to do. We're going to look at the odds board, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up 
to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook, as you can imagine, see this as a two-horse race. Tony Finau, minus 140. Taylor Pendrith, plus 150. Cam Young, four shots back, 11 to 1. Patrick Cantlay, six shots back, 35 to 1. Steven Yeager, uh, one of the bubble boys, five shots back, 70 to 1. And friend of the pod, Scott Stallings, seven shots back, 150 to 1. I don't think, uh, I don't think friend of the pod Scott Stallings is going to win tomorrow. Uh, no, I don't either. That would be stunning. I mean, uh, Finau is, uh, it's not a good number, right? You'd rather have Pendrith. I would never bet. I I would never bet the the Finau number. If you, if you made me make a bet, it would have to be Pendrith has to be, um, Cam Young at 11. I mean, this is very recency bias, but I swear like this thing will get down to like it's not going to be four for the whole day, right? I feel like every single week there's a meltdown, or at least there's the leaderboard gravity, or at least somebody makes a run. Like that might just be my recency bias, but four doesn't feel like a lot anymore. Yeah, I think the problem is, is there a? Yeah, I think the question is, is there a ton of opportunity? Because because what has to happen, I think, is guys have to make like somebody's got to make a seven or an eight. Right. And then, but is, but I guess my question is how often does that happen this week? Like, is there opportunity out there to make a six, seven, eight and, and sort of bring guys uh, behind you back into it? Uh, Davis Riley made a big number somewhere. How did he do this? He made a nine on 14, hit his second shot in the water. I think he hit his third third shot in the water too yeah no there's not there's not the path for the path for riley or excuse me the path for cam young is shoot a 63 and hope that one of the big boys doesn't shoot a that would be not like another 66 or something well uh he's 17 right now so he gets to 26 yeah yeah i mean even even if you shoot Let's say he shoots 64. He gets to, what is that, 25. Par is kind of 69 and a half, right? Could you see a scenario, a Rory Victor Sunday at St. Andrews scenario where they're four shots clear, they're in kind of a match play situation, they get off to a slow start, and there's just like no momentum ever builds in that group, and then someone kind of jumps up and takes it from them? Yeah, but the problem is so, so it, it, it's a little bit the same thing in terms of par at St Andrews was sixty nine, right? On on Sunday, I think that I think the the field average was sixty nine. Uh, 
Rory played, what did he shoot? 70? Yeah. two He played a below average round because he kind of played it safe, which is sort of what could happen here. But, but Victor didn't play like the reason he played bad was because it was the old course at like the pressure of the old course at St. Andrews. That's not really in play here in, in, in as big of a way. So I guess what I'm saying, if you took the major and St. Andrews out of it, I don't think Victor would have shot that score. So, right. So you don't think Tony Finau gets a glimpse of that round red trophy <laughs> and starts to melt down on the back. You don't think he, you don't think he's already thinking about hoisting it out of its own holster and holding it up. high. <laughs> That's it is one of the hilarious trophies in, uh, in golf, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think that sort of like outcome is in play because there were so many, external factors pressing in on those guys at, at the open championship on Sunday that, that, <laughs> that won't be on Sunday at, uh, at Detroit golf club. I, I tend to agree. Odds, odds aside, uh, who wins? Uh, I think Fina wins. I think it's a, I think it's a, I mean, I'll be rooting for Pendrith in my, in my one and done, but I'll also be rooting for Fina. You know, I, he, like people say this all the time, but he he's among the best dudes just to like talk to about golf out there. You know, I, I've gotten the opportunity to do that a little bit, and he's just so amicable and kind and fun to be around in terms of just uh, yeah, just talking about golf and, and playing golf. And I, you know, he's he's very easy to root for, and I think that the level that he's playing at right now. Um, I think he gets it done on Sunday. I think he does too. Sorry, Tony. I hope he doesn't, but I think he does uh, indeed get it done. Back to back. That would be fun. Um, okay. Anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it. Go finish watching this uh, U.S. Junior AM. Looks like it's about to be over. Uh, kind of a blowout here at the end, but Bandon looks sweet right now with the fog coming in. And uh, yeah, it's it, uh, it'll be fun to watch the end of it. All right. Uh, we'll be back after round four, Rocket Mortgage Classic, breaking it all down no matter who wins or how they win. But for now, Kyle Porter is available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.